You're listening to Legally Bliss Conversations. This podcast reclaims and rewrites the stories female attorneys have been told about how we should practice law, grow our businesses, treat our clients, treat ourselves, and craft our identities as female attorneys. We'll hear inspiring stories from current and former female attorneys, the ones who question the stories they've been told, the ones who aren't afraid to live boldly and step into their own power. We'll learn from women who define success on their terms. Through lighthearted and curious conversation, we'll unpack the challenges these inspiring female attorneys have already navigated. So join me on this journey. You'll be empowered and ready to rewrite a completely new story about what is possible for you. So welcome everyone to the Legally Bliss podcast. I'm really excited to have with me today, Amon Costigan. She is the founder and yoga teacher at Beyond Yoga for Lawyers, as well as a partner at the law firm of Shores Jardine LLP. That's in Canada, correct? That's right. Awesome. Lawyer wellness is something near and dear to her heart. One of the ways she's bringing awareness to lawyer wellness is by sharing yoga and mindfulness practices that go beyond the forms of yoga and mainstream practices to promote relaxation, improve focus, and ways to be more present in daily life. She's passionate about sharing quick and easy ways to manage stress. The tools and techniques she teaches gives lawyers a toolkit of coping mechanisms and helps lawyers be less angry, less reactive, and better listeners. Almond practices law in Canada, where she practices primarily in the area of professional regulation. She offers a one-hour virtual group yoga class exclusively to lawyers. The group yoga class runs for eight weeks, and the next session starts on January the 26th, of 2022 through March 16th of 2022. And you can find out more about Amen and her offerings by visiting her website. And that's Beyond Yoga for Lawyers. And I will definitely have that in the show notes. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a little cough. <coughs> Welcome here to the podcast, Amen. So happy to have you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so I want, can you take me back just a few years to when you first started realizing the importance of integrating mindfulness and in, in yoga into your law practice. I would, I would love to know kind of the origin story there. Yeah. So it actually started eight years ago. So when I first started practicing law in 2012, but it didn't really have the, like, I didn't really know or understand what was going on because I think back then in 2012. And I think really up until about even 2018, I was just so disconnected with my own body. Like they'd be like, Oh, feel into your body, like listen to your body. And I'm like, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I feel like nothing, nothing's happening. Um, but I just kept showing up. So I have a two hour yoga class that I've been going to with my yoga teacher, Anna, since uh, 2012, or sorry, 2013, actually. Yeah. And it actually started by a Google like search. I was looking for a yoga retreat and I found her at this retreat and I didn't really think much of it, but it was like close to town and it met kind of, you know, the budget constraints I had at the time. And so I showed up and a lot of the people there were like 15, 20 year students. And I was like, I want to know why, why you keep showing up? Why are you still here? Like what, what is happening that you are still here? 
And so they all kind of shared their wisdom. And um, I've been going ever since regularly on Mondays for two hours a week. And it never, it didn't really sink in like what was happening, but I noticed that I was just showing up differently um, in a week where I had um, gone versus a week that I had missed. Wow. Wow. So what did that look like to you when you say showing up differently, like in what way? Yeah. So I think part of it was even just like getting back, like I have an example of, I went to that retreat and when I got home, I'm someone who always has to have like background noise. Like I always need to have like, you know, nowadays it's a podcast, but at the time it it was a radio. Um, But when I got home, I was like, I'm okay being quiet with myself and with silence. Wow. Which, you know, as lawyers, we have like lots of thoughts um, and a lot of them like worrisome thoughts. Uh, And so I was able to just be silent with myself and like listen to myself and like my thoughts had kind of calmed down like after that weekend. And then in terms of like my general practice, like just because my class was on Monday nights, um, I noticed that I showed up like less reactive, Um, like whether it was an email with a colleague, another lawyer, um, if something got me kind of on edge or, you know, you're forward leaning or, you know, you want to react and respond which is our automatic response. Um, I was able to kind of intercept that and like have that awareness to be like, wait, is that how you want to respond? You know, and even in personal relationships, like with my uh, husband, um, just how you want to show up and respond in those sort of situations. So would you, with the style of yoga that you initially started with, the one that you're, I think you said you, it was about two hours every Monday night, is that, is that more of like a meditative kind of type of yoga or was it more physical movement? And I mean, I understand like we can make them both work hand in hand, but what you're speaking about right now really sh- like exemplifies the importance of it with respect to your thinking, right? Becoming more aware of your of your own thought processes, taking a moment to pause, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like saying, okay, you know what? That email doesn't have to go out right now. I can like sit on it for a little while. And oftentimes we go back and, and rewrite those, but I'm curious, like how, what about physical impacts that, that the, that the yoga has had on your life? Right. So you're right. The yoga that the practice that I do and that I teach now is a more relaxing, gentler yoga. So it's, um, there's quite a bit of meditative uh, stuff that's going on. So whether you're in a pose, like you just hang out there a little bit longer. So it's kind of more on the restorative side, but not as long. Like you're not in poses for like 15 minutes or kind of hanging out for, you know, that amount of time. Um, But it is definitely more on the relaxing, gentler side of things. Um, Physically, it's made a huge difference. So I've had ever since, I think, the law job um, in 2012, I've had I've really, I've developed really bad back pain on my left side. And so it's like this, like, um, I think it's like, anyway, I have, I've gone to the doctor. They said, go to physio and, you know, I've had some things like that, but it's just this kind of tingly sensation, like up the, my back. And I've noticed that yoga, like if I go for that two hours a week, it really helps to ease and minimize some of the pain. And I think part of it is from sitting at a desk all day. Um, standing or otherwise, I think part of it is wearing high heels for years and carrying large bags. Like usually my purse, right. has like so much stuff. And so I think all those things just added up together and it's created this, this back pain that I have. And so I've been able to ease a lot of that pain with that, with the class. So like, that's a physical, um, 
experience that I've had. I also noticed that, you know, oftentimes our shoulders are up near our ears all the time. And so from the exercises that we do, I'm able to kind of just bring my shoulders down a little bit. And that just helps like the whole body. It does. So I'm curious, what are just like a few little things that we can integrate as lawyers on a daily basis, right? Like maybe we, maybe part of it is becoming more aware of, of our own thinking and and our posture, right? Like, do you have any just guidance on just taking a moment in our daily practice to kind of check in with ourselves? Yeah, I think like, I'm not one of those people who practices yoga every day. So that's why I find it I find it really hard to say like, oh, you should, you know, do an hour every day. Cause I'm not that person that just doesn't work in a season of life that I think I'm in or have been in. Um, so I really try to watch myself when I come up with excuses, like for myself or when I'm like, oh, I'll just do it before bed. Like it rarely ever happens unless I'm like, you know, really, I'm really on top of it. And so I really find that you've got to just find those two minutes. And if you're a morning person, then maybe it's in the morning. And if you've finished something, like rather than quickly moving to the next task, like maybe taking two minutes to pause there. And I really find like just even like hands on your chest and just like sitting back, closing your eyes and, you know, that whole listen to your body and like feel what you can feel. Even if you feel nothing, like just continuing to show up for yourself, like will eventually you will eventually connect and hopefully faster than, you know, my six, seven years. (laughs) But that's totally fine, right? Everyone's kind of on a different journey. I'm curious, what was, when you started really integrating yoga, what was the reception like amongst maybe your law firm in particular, but general uh, attorneys in general? Um, so I was actually really scared to tell anybody at my law firm that I started beyond yoga for lawyers in January. So I didn't tell anybody mm. and very few of Pat them are on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's still some people who don't know. Um, so I never told anybody and very few of them are on social media. Um, and, and I go by beyond yoga for lawyers on Instagram. So you know, unless you're looking for that, you probably wouldn't, unless you're Googling me, you probably wouldn't find it either. Um, I'm obviously on LinkedIn, so it's there. So a few people noticed from that. Um, But I definitely uh, kept it kind of within, like I started slowly, slowly, right? Like telling people because I started from a belief that I was doing something wrong. Why? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, because everyone around me, or at least, you know, my belief was that everyone that I worked with and around me and that I saw as lawyers were lawyers Mm -hmm. and that was, that's their identity. And I felt like I had, I had a career. I'm a lawyer. That's what I do. And why am I trying to look to do things on top of that? Like people would ask me like, Mm -hmm. you're a partner at a law firm. Like, why do you need to do you know, why do you need to do this business? Like, you're not going to make any money at nobody's going to come. Like, why are you doing this? You're just adding stress. And, you know, like you could just focus on, you know, your billings. And I just, I just felt like, you know, from those sorts of comments and, you know, the thoughts in my own head that I had a judgment of others, Mm -hmm. like I was doing something that I shouldn't have been doing. Okay. That's fascinating. And I don't, I get that. I get that, right? Like you see this mission, like this other kind of thing you want to do. And at the end of the day, deep down, we, many of us know that this is, life is not about billable hours, right? Like 
not all of us want the corner office in the big law firm with, you know, the leather bound books and oak desk, <laughs> whatever it is, right? Like not all of us want that. And some people just have such a hard time comprehending that not all of us fit inside this neat little, like a, what an attorney should look like kind of box. So what were your responses? What was your response in those situations when people said that to you about, you know, um, why would you be doing this? Like you make plenty of money as a lawyer. You should focus your time on billing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What was your, what was your, what was your thought process and what was your response? Yeah. I think part of it was my own inner work like that I had to do. It was accepting that I was different and that I was okay with that. And that was hard. Um, because I, I tried for like five, six years, you know, the first half of my practice to, to do law and want to write the book and want to do presentations on it. And, and now I've transitioned to a law that I really do enjoy. And I really do love my practice, but I think I've also enjoyed it more because I've added on more things like beyond yoga for lawyers into my life. Whereas I didn't have that before. And so I think just accepting that about myself and being okay, like having my own back is what, is what you hear out there, right? And so that was one of the things, like just being okay with um, being myself and accepting that for myself because people are going to judge. Like people have comments, like when I, you know, when I've done lots of things, people have opinions about what I've done, whether they think it's good or whether they think it's bad, they're going to have an opinion every time. And so just accepting that people are going to have their opinions and they're going to have things to say about you. And you have to be ready to kind of, I think, um, be able to take what they say, listen and do what you will with it. And for me, that was, you know, not letting it stop me from showing up. Mm -hmm. I love that. So in your current practice, do you work with lawyers directly? Um, I know that you have your online um, you know, your, your on, on, online training, do you work with lawyers? Well, I know things are a little weird too. <laughs> You're very well working from home, right? Like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So do you, even if you're not doing it right now, do you foresee that you will do that? Like work with attorneys kind of one on, like within a corporate, like atmosphere, do you see what I'm saying? Like actually go in and, and work with them. Like, do we foresee that firms, and it could be very different Canada too, but would firms like compensate you to come in and work with them, like groups of attorneys at one time? Is that, is that like something on the radar? Have you ever done that? Yeah, it's something. So I've done organizations before. So I do the group yoga like classes um, that I do, which are eight weeks long. And then I also do one-off, like one-on-one if you want to call it that, for organizations, for law firms, um, and that sort of thing. And so that's usually a customized, whether they want an hour or 45 minutes, um, I kind of do a class specifically for that group of lawyers. So I've done organizations. I haven't done any law firms yet, um, but I do see that being part of it. And I think the yoga that I teach when we're eventually able to be in person, I think that there is great benefit to partner work, to seeing it on other people, um, and so I think that, you know, one day in the future that that will be something I'll definitely integrate. One of these days <laughs> when we ever get back into the offices, right? But then it's like, are people going to even really 
do people even really want to get back into the office? Some people are just like, eh, you know, pretty nice yep. being in my yoga pants all day long, not just for yoga class. <laughs> totally. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to know what, like along this journey to sort of have this really amazing balance that I'm sensing that you have, what was your biggest obstacle that you, that you've encountered? The first thing that's coming to mind, because I think I've had quite a few, because uh, doing things differently is hard, especially when you and everybody that surrounds you is doing it a different way. Um, so I think it's been the judgment of others, I think, and the opinions of others and what other people are going to say about me, what they're going to think about me, the way I show up on social media, because uh, you and I both know people see you, but they might not necessarily you know, say anything. Uh, to you about it, right? But then they're talking amongst their friends about you. And so I think just being able to to kind of get over that and like continue to show up and um, go for that higher purpose in life and really that mission of helping others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And leaning back into like what your mission is, right? Because even if you do see like some random offhand hand comment or you hear someone like, almonds doing this crazy yoga stuff, right? Like you, you can be like, okay, whatever. I can still lean back into the greater mission, right? So it's like, you can handle it emotionally at this point because it's sort of the sticks and stones may break my bones kind of thing, but you know that there's a greater purpose in what you're doing. And it's not really just about you at this point. It's about it's your why. So what, what is your why? Let's take a quick pause for a message from my sponsor, Prominent Practice. Are you thinking about a career transition from big law or partnership to a solo practice, selling your practice, or maybe you're launching a project unrelated to law? Whatever the reason for your transition, you'll need support along the way. Enter Prominent Practice, an executive consulting and marketing firm specializing in branding, positioning, and reputation management for transitioning attorneys. Founded by a female entrepreneur who spent a decade building smart digital platforms for thought leaders before pivoting to focus on high-end service providers who were preparing for successions, mergers, and acquisition events in their businesses. If you're thinking about making a big business move, don't risk losing the ability to leverage the reputation you've spent your career building. Let Prominent Practice be your guide. Visit prominentpractice.com slash blist for an exclusive introduction. I think at first, so it at first started with my empire freedom, which is something I came up with in 2019. And I was like, I, freedom for me was something that I desire. I crave in my life is freedom. The golden handcuffs, when I've heard comments about that, I'm like, I do not want to be that person. Nope. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I need to be able no, to be you. free. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I need to be free because I don't, I can't be stuck. Like I can't, yeah. I can't happen to me. Scary. It's scary. Yes. Yes. Um, so going to the opinions of others, just for a moment, we bought two Mercedes when uh, my husband and I are both lawyers. And when we, early in our careers, we both bought two Mercedes. And so people had lots of comments about when we bought two Mercedes. But sure then, <laughs> yeah, but then we sold both of our Mercedes for one vehicle. 
And then everybody had comments about the fact oh, that Oh, oh, I'm sure they had even more comments, right? Everyone right? has an opinion. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you just kind yeah. of got to, like, people are going to say what they're going to say. So you really got to connect back with your why and your higher purpose. And so I think that it started with my empire of freedom and wanting to have my own business. Like I wanted something that was my own, that there were no rules around, you know, it had to be this length of a, you know, post. It had to be this long, a, you know, or short of a video. It had to include these things. Like I just wanted to do my own thing. And that was kind of where it started. And that's been successful. I've had really good uh, lawyer reception to the group yoga classes and the yoga that I'm sharing. And even from non-lawyers um, who have been asking to join, who I've had to say no to. Um, but the bigger why for me has been now getting um, testimonials back and feedback from lawyers who have done the yoga with me. Um, and that's been, I think my biggest joy is being able to see how it, it actually helps lawyers. They're like, you know, that back breathing that you taught, I can do it anywhere. And it automatically and instantly calms me. And I'm like, yes, that's yeah. So it seems like the yoga, obviously, you know, physical movement, you know, helps you relax physically, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like that is just such an in-depth, that's such a deep statement there, isn't it? No, but I guess my point, my point here is we see like the physical impacts of maybe movement yoga, right? And then there's like the mental yoga. And I'm, I'm always kind of like interested in how they play together, how our physical bodies, right? Impacts us mentally. And also how our mind works and how our mind impacts us physically. Like, like for me, if I'm really stressed about something, like my body tenses up, um, I think it, I feel less like sensitive in some ways. Um, it's almost like an increased level of cortisol. I, I also feel like maybe there's a lack of creativity. And I think that lawyers really need to, I mean, it's my opinion that creativity in the practice of law is a really good thing. <laughs> and I think that you mentioned that, right? Like how, you know, the, the practice of yoga can decrease st stress, promote relaxation, which in effect could increase creativity. How do you see all of that playing in the practice of law, particularly the creativity part? Yeah, I think for me, like I'll just my own example. So when I go to my class or I do a yoga, even if I do like a two minute meditation, again, I have no expectations. Like, I think that's important to make sure that you're not being like, okay, I'm going to go to yoga class or I'm going to do yoga or do this five minutes, but I'm expecting, you know, this in return. I think it has to be a genuine connection within practice. And when you do do that, for me, the creativity could come on my files. So on legal files about things I had not even thought about doing because I have that space and I've had that quiet for those ideas to actually come through and be able to hear, you know, from my higher self or from my intuition or whatever you want to call it. And even for Beyond Yoga for Lawyers, like I'll have ideas like, oh, you should do a post about, you know, this, or you should share about how you didn't go to your grandmother's funeral and how you missed it because you were, you know, too busy. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I like, you know, things come to me that would ordinarily not if I didn't make the space or the time um, to hear and be open for them. 
So that's, I mean, not yoga is not just about physical movement, right? It's, it's allowing that quiet space. You mentioned really interesting word here. And it's something that I've been really kind of pondering is where and does, maybe the question is, does and where would intuition have a place in the practice of law um, in such a logical, analytical type of career? Can we integrate tuition? Like my face, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I think I do use it, maybe not consciously every time, but I definitely, like I'll have a gut, re- like I, you know, I think that gut reaction to a file or to another, like opposing counsel, you know, how this is going to go. Like, is this going to be a reasonable, amicable relationship? Um, someone that I can trust, that kind of thing, if I don't know them, or is it not? Or, you know, do I get the kind of spidey senses about things or, you know, am I getting the full information, like the full picture? Like, I think I, I default to that to be like, you know, intuition, like kind of, you know, kind of sensing in my body, like, what am I noticing about this that has me kind of on guard? And then I evaluate it, right? Because not every, you know, fear or risk or concern is going to be something that, you know, I really should be worried about. I think that's great, right? Like lean into that tuition and listen to it, but check in again with yourself to make sure that it doesn't really conflict with something that's completely logical. I think. (laughs) Yeah. I, I and I think like, I'm all about experimenting. Yeah. You know, like you got to try things on and see how they fit. And if they don't work for you, then try it a different way and, you know, keep what works. Yeah. Keep what works and be curious. Right. And I think that it, maintaining that curiosity, whether or not it's like, maybe, you know, will this style of, of yoga be right up my alley or I'm going to go into this yoga session without expectations. And I think that that's, that's really, that was a really good piece of advice for people who are interested in, in trying to integrate meditation or yoga into, into their daily lives it, it, to help them become better people and better lawyers specifically. I agree. So I want to know, um, what is next for you? In terms of beyond yoga for lawyers or just generally? All of the above. What, uh, okay. What's next for you that excites you? If personal or beyond yoga for lawyers or being a lawyer? Um, I think right now, so I've had some requests. So my group yoga classes are live. So um, I do ask that people show up. I don't record them just for privacy and for, you know, safety reasons so people can just feel like you can ask whatever you can do whatever um and it's a safe space but i have been asked um, by lots of lawyers who can't make it to the one hour a week that i offer right now and so i'm really excited to put together some video kind of on demand classes which is basically a recreation of the eight weeks that i do but i'm going to turn it into a video series and and i know that I know by goal setting and the way that I work that I can't do everything all at once. I need to pick. And so this will be a future project, but it's something that I think I'll be able to help more lawyers with. Um, and especially the ones who, you know, can't make it to the, to the once a week classes that I have. So are you finding most of your attorneys that you're working with, are they based in Canada or the U S or just everywhere? 
No. So the way that life happened, it's that actually I joined some masterminds in 2020 that had me with lawyer entrepreneurs in the States. And again, which is why I felt like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like the only Canadian that's here. Like something wrong. Like, no, we, want, we want more Canadians. What? <laughs> I was like, am I the, like, we're the Canadian lawyers. Like, yeah. what are they hanging out? Um, so no, but I was so fortunate to meet a group of uh, lawyer entrepreneurs who are either practicing and have a business on top of their law practice or have transitioned out of the law and have a um, have their own business that they started. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to connect with them through this mastermind and continue to mastermind with them. And they were able to share their connections with me. Some of them were, of course, the all, all actually are high achievers who are on boards and part of organizations. And so they're like, I know this person, you can, you know, teach as part of that. And so I actually got my start from all of them. <laughs> Well, you're American lawyer. I love it. Yes. Um, so I would lo I'd love to know, like, what would you love for the young female lawyer that's listening right now? Like, what would you tell her, right? What little piece of guidance would you give her that you wish that you would have had um, a few years out of law school? Can I give two? No, just one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm sorry. I, I am like, I am like all about the dad. I am all over the dad <laughs> at this point in my life. No, please give us, please give me two. Give us okay. two. Yeah. And, and I think both of them I've kind of touched on, but I really think that they would have helped. And the first one is surrounding yeah. yourself with people who are doing things differently mm. that you are drawn to. Yes. Uh, like for me, it ended up being things like the life coach school um, podcast. Uh, so that was a big part of that, like mental shift for me, like that mindset shift. Sure. Yeah. And financial independence was another one that early on in my practice, once I paid off all my student loan debt and that beautiful Mercedes and I didn't want the golden handcuffs, financial independence was a huge uh, community that I wanted to learn from. Oh, I love that. I think that's amazing, right? Just um, surrounding yourself who, with, with people who are living in a way in which you aspire to, people that you em emulate or want to emulate. I think that's, that's important. And I think it's really kind of challenging though to do that as a young lawyer because you're working so much. And unfortunately, even your recreation time, which, you know... <laughs> it's kind of questionable when you're just starting out. Um, you know, it's, I feel like the law firms just encourage, you know, let's all hang out, you know? And I was always like, no, I don't want to hang out with you all. Like we, I come here to work like, and that's what I'm doing. I'm, I am your cog and I'm putting out the work. Like I'm not interested in being your friends, your friend outside right but you know it, it is really hard as a young lawyer because that's what you're you're just immersed in it you're immersed in a, in a certain lifestyle and you're you start spending money commensurate with your the with your income growth right all of a sudden you've got three kids and and they're all in private school <laughs> so um you know I think that it's really important. I think that's such great guidance, you know, to just really think about that. Like, is that what you want? Do you want the golden handcuffs? 
like you, that was never, that wasn't attractive to me. It just wasn't, um, it was, it wasn't desirable, um, but, but it is for so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I see the stress on the people who have the golden handcuffs mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how long I would last in the practice. Like I know that the golden handcuffs is why they keep showing up, but I'm just not sure. Like for me, I think the stress would just eat me alive. Right. It doesn't matter how much yoga you're, <laughs> you're able to do. <laughs> Bill an hour, do yoga for an hour. Bill an hour, do, do yoga for an hour. Right. I know. I, I'm, I feel this. I can't imagine, you know, I, I hang out with someone fishbowl. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this platform. You should check it out. I think it's owned by Glassdoor now, but you know, I, I am, t- you know, I take a look at big law, like the big law fishbowl with or bowl within the fishbowl within fishbowl um, and, um, women in law and, oh my gosh, you know, the complaint, you just, the, just the trauma and drama that I see posted there. I'm like, whoa, like things haven't really changed since I was a young lawyer, um, which was more than a couple of years ago, <laughs> things haven't really changed, you know? And a lot of that is that, that stress that, oh, you know, in decision-making, you can see a lot of just just, you know, it just challenges with, do, do I have, do we have the baby now? Do we wait till my partner, you know, all of that. And it's, it's interesting because when I see these questions, I'm like, do these people not know that like they, they can make decisions, right? Like they are not bound to anything. They can live whatever life they choose to live at the end of the day, and they think they don't, right? They, they might think that they don't have individual autonomy, but if you know, you're know you a listener of the Life Coach School, Brooke Castillo, and I am too, right? And so I, I know that like at the end of the day, we, have, we can leave the job. We can walk out, right? But the decision is, do you, do you, do you like the repercussions? You can, I think that her, her example was she, she realized that she could leave her children at the playground or something, something like that. I don't know if you remember that. And it was so like an eye-opening thing to her, right? That she has, she can do, I mean, that gave her an element of freedom when she realized that, like, no, 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 I don't want to leave my children at the playground. (laughs) But, um, you know, my point is that I feel like so many attorneys feel really stuck. Um, And it, it doesn't necessarily get easier as they continue to go it, as they continue to practice law. And a part of that is, you know, they're, they start spending more money, just like they start making more money. Um, and maybe, maybe it's a situation where they're not, they, the, the golden handcuffs, maybe they're okay with that. I mean, there's two words in there, right? Golden. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the golden is so, so gold that the handcuffs are are okay. Um, but it sounds like for you, you're like, uh, yeah, held in the no, I'm not going to live my life this way. Yeah. I think that if you con like, I think it's con you have to consciously decide. Yeah. And I think I was one of those people just, you know, I became a lawyer and I was like, well, I've made it. I've made it. I don't re- like, this is what I worked so hard for. Yeah. Uh, this is like, I've made it. And like, that's it. And what, like, but then it became like, what's next? And why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not feeling fulfilled at the end of the day? And for me, it was 
the variety. It lacked the variety and my own business and doing other ventures, like on top of my law practice and being part of other creations. And that's what drives me and motivates me and makes me love my practice, my legal practice more because I'm able to do other ventures. You've been like the perfect guest for, for my audience. I think that there's so much to learn from you. Um, you know, making your own decision having your own back, right? I think that's so important. Where can you allow creativity to be present in your life, either in or outside of the law practice? And, you know, understanding that life is not about practicing law. Like even when you quote unquote made it, you know, like I, you know, I'm partner in a big firm now, you know, people, um, have their, have different definitions of what, what, you know, they think it made it means in terms of being a lawyer and practicing law. So I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with me and having this conversation. I, I think that it's going to really resonate with a lot of people. I hope that people, um, are inspired by it. I can't imagine why they would not be. So where can people find you? I will put some links in the show notes, but I'd love for you to tell, tell everyone like where you are on social and all that good, good stuff. Sure. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. Um, I'm in my stories quite a bit. So I'm at Beyond Yoga for Lawyers on Instagram. And then on LinkedIn, I'm more uh, formal. So I just go by my first and last name. And then on Facebook, I have a private Facebook group Um, that I've created for Beyond Yoga for Lawyers. And so if you just uh, search that up, you'll find it and I will invite you in. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. This was so much fun. I learned a lot. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Legally Bliss Conversations. If you love this episode, and you want to hang out with other inspiring and light gold female attorneys, be sure to join the Legally Bliss community at legallybliss.com. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Susie Hickson. See you next time.